Hey, glad you're here. The podcast name is pretty self-explanatory. We're going to talk about things that everyone thinks they're alone in, but really, if you hear someone else's story, you'll realize you are so not alone. I'm Jessica. And I'm Sierra. And you're listening to You Are So Not Alone, the podcast. All right, we're back talking about meditation with Jessica today. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Yeah, so according to the app that I'm using, it's... 85 minutes of meditation time since last uh-huh. Wednesday. That's 12 minutes a day. That sounds about right. Uh-huh. Average. Um, yeah, so I'm trying to, like, every time I do it, I'm, and then, of course, I also think, I'm like, hmm, is that, that anxiety feeling getting better? And it's only been a week. But, and it's really hard because it's sporadic to start. Uh-huh. Like, it's not like there was, like, a, you know, rhythm to when that feeling came on or a reason that Mm -hmm. I could tell. Um, But I feel like it's less. It's funny because even as I was doing like the three minute breath work one just now, it happened during it. Hmm. And yet I felt like my mind was the most clear during a meditation it's been. Mm -hmm. So that was interesting. But I mean, I'm, I'm excited to see how it continues to go. I even just this morning... I was texting with um, one of our coworkers and she's been having a rough week. And I was like, hey, you know, we all have those weeks. Like the other week I had a really rough week and then this week I'm in a great place mindset wise. So that's okay. And I'm like, wow, like I really am. Like I've noticed I'm really in a much better, calmer, like even just now that like the heartbeat thing is happening, but like I'm, I'm in a much calmer mindset. Mm-hmm. So we'll see how that continues. I feel like too, the, um, like how you were saying how it was happening when you were your most meditative at a point, I'm not a hundred percent sure on this. And obviously I'm not a psychologist or a doctor or anything, but I have just, from my own experience, I feel like sometimes that happens is we're like releasing trauma. Mm. So in this meditative calm state, your body is finally able to like let go of stuff that it's been like clenching onto. So uh, yeah. Yeah. That whole, the clenching thing is so true. Like even this three minute meditation, which is probably the shortest one I've done yet. Huh? She was like, okay. Re- and I've, you know, I've heard this a million times, relax your jaw, let your shoulders drop. Even though you already feel like you're relaxing, you're like, oh uh-huh. shoot, my jaw, it like my jaw can go more lax. My shoulders can go more lax. And it's crazy just like that let go. And I almost wanted to like text my best friends in the moment and be like, quick reminder, relax your jaw and shoulders. I love you. <laughs> um, just, it's it's crazy how much we just hold in and carry up and in all the time and what that's gotta be doing to us at all times. And as moms too, I mean, like we just, like I feel like it's just such a different thing like your brain doesn't shut off motherhood Mm -hmm. like you are now thinking about two children for the rest of your life like you will not about them ever ever and that like that just holds something like you it holds a a tenseness in your body that is I mean it's beautiful and it's love and it's like so many wonderful things but there is this like like concerned over these tiny little humans that are going to be big 
And even when they're big humans, you're still going to care. It's, I feel like it's worse when they're not there in front of you because yeah. then you don't know what to be worried about. I, um, I saw this reel. I don't know if you, I don't remember who the girl is, but um, she's like a, you know, a mom fluencer. <laughs> she's pretty popular. Um, and I guess she had said, I didn't see the reel where she said this. I just saw the reel where she got like the shirts that said it, but she said she was like sharing online that flamingos, when they become moms, new mom flamingos lose their pink because they're, they're giving so much. What? I said, because they're giving so much. Yeah. I mean, and they have their pink because of like, you know, eating all the shrimp and stuff. And so once they, when they first have a baby, they lose their pink because they're, they're so they're giving and giving and giving to their kids so much that their pink starts to go away. But the beautiful thing is they, they always get it back. Mm-hmm. Well, that's just like, you know, they say when you have a girl, when you're pregnant with a girl, like they steal your beauty, like they take it all or like postpartum, like I'm starting to go through the postpartum hair loss. Like where I'm washing my hair, I'm just like, Oh my gosh, how do I have hair left? So yeah. <laughs> probably a similar idea. Well, I think it's not just like physical, but yeah, you know, all of it, you know, emotional, mental, spiritually, like all like you're, you put so much time and energy into these, these little tiny guys and girls that it's, oh man, it's just hard. It's hard, but like, you know, she, like she said, she said that they always get their pink back and then she made sweaters and hats and stuff that says, get your pink back. And yeah. they're really cute. And she also said that in making these sweat, like, cause people were like, oh my gosh, like tell it, like give, we want more of that, like that kind of conversation. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's what inspired her to make it. And like, she was recording, like opening the box and she just starts crying. She's like, in making this for you, I got my pink back. And it was, Aww. I'm crying. Every- I mean, you can't stop crying. When you so that kind of touches on something that I feel like is a theme. And I was thinking about today. I was like, this would be interesting on the podcast. Like I was talking about, you know, I'm kind of lost lately <clears throat> and you kind of had a, not the same, but some similar stuff. And then one of my other friends I was talking to on the phone and she's, I feel like she's been that feeling that way and thinking that way for like quite a few years. And like, we all need our pink back, but how do we find it? How do we get it? You know? And I almost wanted to then, I was like, maybe is it our generation? Or is it the age or like, what, what is it that's happening that, that we all have this like sense of like just being lost and passionless and not knowing which direction to go to, or is, you know, like she literally said to me, she's like, I, she's like, I hope this isn't it, but like, maybe this is just life. Like this is what being an adult is. I was like, no, it's like, not though like I know how that feels but it's not and it's it's so funny that you bring that up because my thought like I was like well I know what I'm talking on the podcast today if if Jess says how are you feeling it's gonna be very easy to answer because my like I have been just I do okay so part of it is our age I definitely think that but I've just become like this week especially has just been shining a light on how much COVID has affected all of us still because Mm -hmm. okay so first of all like a lot of us had like young kids in a pandemic Mm -hmm. which causes 
society, you know, like I have so, I have so many friends. I could like, probably I'm like list on two hands, at least how many mm -hmm. people have first child in and around <clears throat> like moments before COVID started or in, in this, like the heart of it. And like, you know how much anxiety your first kid brings you, you know, like you're, you're worried about all this stuff. Can you imagine Mm -hmm. Having yeah. all of that anxiety coupled with all of the anxiety of COVID. I had yeah. a friend that had, my son fell on the ground and she was about to have a conniption because of the germs that were getting on his hands because he wasn't getting up soon enough. Mm -hmm. And like, like I could see her. She was like, you gotta get up. You gotta get up, Gray. And I'm like, it's, it's, he's gonna be okay. We can wash his hands, you know? And it just like- There are children who have licked public toilet seats. Ew, okay. ew. <laughs> I don't want to even- <laughs> I know I can't I can't even oh it is helpful. I, that story. I, I wasn't a mom yet and I cringe so hard so gross so gross but it's true like I mean they're they're not a little bit of germs are not going to kill them if they you know if they're healthy kids and so it's just I like like I've seen that and then um you know coming into you know, we're, we're coming up to Thanksgiving and our families used to have these like big, huge get togethers. And there's discussion of like, well, you know, do we want a big get together? Should we just keep it small? And like, that wasn't yet. <laughs> a conversation. And well, it wasn't even for COVID. It was just like the anxiety of too much people. Like, oh. you know, one of our family members is uh, healing from like radiation, which, you know, she definitely needs healing. But I think like, part of it is that is healing. And part of it is that like, we're not used to being in big groups yet. So it's like, Oh, we don't want to put a lot of, we don't want to put anything on her because like, we, like we can't even handle And when we're healthy, big groups are still overwhelming and, and stuff. And I just, I don't know. My heart just hurts. I feel like we are, even though things are back to normal now for the most part, like it's still, there's still, you know, the, the scar is still there and the scar tissue needs to get worked through. And I think that has a lot to do with it. I mean, we spent two years in isolation, bouncing right back to it. We're not the same people. I'm not the same person. I was talking with another friend about how like, we just don't have the energy we used to or the desire to go out. Is that motherhood? Probably a little bit. But is it post COVID pandemic? Probably a little bit too. So well, see, I, I don't have as much of that because where I've lived and who I've been around wasn't quite as concerned about it yeah. all so yeah. it's different for me but like going through the year or two of it even people who were like whatever COVID's nothing probably still felt the effects of like the global anxiety whether you like realize it or not it still yeah. had some sort of you know energy effect I'm sure or vibe effect mm -hmm. um yeah it's yeah it's just freaking weird but I did like I even want to like I thought about my dad too I was like what was my dad doing at 36 and I was like oh he was oh no he wasn't going through a divorce he was he had a three and a seven-year-old so like I wonder I think they were buying like the house that they shouldn't have bought <laughs> at the time but I wonder like did he feel lost like did he feel the same thing is it the age or is our generation so lost because like we were almost given so much, like I feel like our generation was pretty helicoptered in a sense or even in the sense of like I want to say spoiled but not spoiled like we were just like 
here, all the things and so much stuff. And like, we went through such a big change from outside, outside, outside as normal and playing to video games and internet and all of that too. So like so much was thrown at us Mm -hmm. while we were growing up. So like, I wonder if that affects us in our feeling lostness. I'm sure. Oh my gosh. Speaking of feeling lost, (laughs) you know, the song Hello by Adele, or I don't know what it's actually called, Hello. Do you know who she's singing that? Who? It sounds like she's singing it to an ex. I've listened to it for however many years. Thinking to herself? She's singing it to her 15-year-old self. Oh my gosh. Knowing that thought. And try not to cry. I dare you. (laughs) Yeah. You know, it's funny. So speaking of like past selves, I still remember this was like sometime in the past two and a half years because I was living up here. And I don't know, it was before you and I were constantly talking about meditation though. And I remember there was one moment and I don't think I was even anxious or anything, but I was like, I just want to like, I like felt the need to just go sit and try to like meditate, not with a guided meditation. And I remember sitting on the couch. I was in the house by myself, so it's dogs or whatever. And I just sat and I remember whatever happened, like it was a very happy meditation because it was like, I could see my, my like three-year-old self. And I was like hugging her and like, look, cause I was in like a really good positive place, I think in life at the moment. And I was like, look at this. And it's just like, it was so cool. But yeah, like thinking about our past self and I see that meme all the time of like, what, like kind of like making your past self proud, like your younger self proud or look at what we did, like we accomplished what we wanted to accomplish or like don't talk, like when you talk bad about yourself in the mirror or whatever you're doing, like you're also talking about that cute little seven-year-old girl that you were like, I don't know. Mm -hmm. It's an interesting, it's a whole interesting thing to go down. But I need to listen to that song now again. Well, it was really interesting because I could have sworn that that was someone else's song. But I guess not. No, someone else wants to think of his name, but he has a a song, Hello Too. And I think that they like, somebody mashed it up one time. (laughs) Probably. I'm sure that happened. Um, Well, she wrote that album when she was going through a divorce. So it's like a very emotional album. Um, But, and I think it was in the middle of the pandemic too. I believe, I'm not 100% sure. No, that was um, before the pandemic. Was it? That song, that was a long time ago. Maybe. Maybe it was, I don't know. Maybe it was 2019. It wasn't, I feel like, what? either way, it doesn't matter. Point is, she wrote it to her younger self and it's sad. Like, she's like kind of ashamed of who she's become, which is like, I don't know, listening to it, it was just like cathartic and a little bit of like a, like a push, you know, like, because I, there's part of me that is like, like my 16 year old dreams have not come to fruition fully, you know, and it's only me that has ever held me back. Like it's not, you know, like pursuing acting. I lived in LA to pursue acting and I sat around and didn't do it. And like that I can beat myself up over or like some of the other things that I've been like, I've let fear stand in my way. I can definitely apologize to my younger self for that. But everything else I'm like, really, I'm really proud of. Like, I feel like, 
my 16 year old self knew that she was going to change the narrative. And like our family has been full of divorce and um, like toxic abuse and just terrible things. And I was like, heck no, I'm changing that narrative. And I did. And now I have like, I worked really, really hard. Um, and I, I often downplay it and people remind me like, it's okay. Like you worked for this. I worked to over like to rewrite the narrative of my family and, and I did, and I have what I've created and I'm really proud of it. So yeah, I don't know. Gonna, it's like, I'm trying to think like my younger self, like, yeah, I was like, Oh, it'd be cool to be an actress and on Broadway and all that. And it'd still be cool, but I don't know. Like I freaking love theater, but I don't know if that's necessarily the route that I would go now or like passion, but like, I definitely do. I love helping people, speaking in front of people, all of that. But like my younger self, and this is probably such a two thing. <laughs> like I, I, I never want to like lean on the Enneagram stuff, but it feels like such a two thing. My younger self's dream, it wasn't necessarily like, oh, white picket fence and family, but like to have like my person. And like, I, uh. at the same time, always thought it would never happen. So I've continually proven myself correct in ways. And, you know, I know that I have my hand in things and like I've almost like self-sabotaged in a sense, not on purpose, not, I'm not like beating myself up about it, but going through all that, I always say I never have regrets because no matter, like I have Emmalyn and I have Theo now and like, I literally couldn't imagine things without them. Like even hit like Theo, it's like after my divorce, I thought, you know, I wanted more kids, but I couldn't imagine how that would happen. And I was like, really sad. I was like, it's probably never going to happen. And then I like came uh, over time, came to the realization, like, it's okay if it doesn't happen. It'd be wonderful. It did like, who knows? Like, you're not that old. It's okay. And then it did happen. Uh -huh. And it's just like, I look at him, like, he just feels so right. <laughs> like, how could you, like, how could I be so silly to think that you would never exist? And again, yeah. like I don't put my, my worth or my, like describe myself who I am in my kids, but like, they are my, my little best friends in life. And I, and I've changed the narrative for my family, which I'm really proud of where I have great relationships with my kids and always will, like, we're going to remain close because I refuse to continue that generational crap that happened. Mm -hmm that's bs so i have all that going for me still chasing the like i really i do just have that entrepreneurial spirit which is so weird because younger me even though it was always there in little ways i always thought oh but i'm shy and like i can't do things alone or like i wasn't independent when i was younger and then life kind of forced me to be independent which was wonderful and and I'm proud of that too. Mm -hmm. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, that's like part of life though, right? Like we get some, we break some of the things that we promised. I think, I feel like the vows, you know, like we, we've made vows to ourselves that like your vow was that you wouldn't let the broken relationship among like parents and children continue. And my vow was that I wouldn't let the broken relationship among like husband and wife continue. And we both mm. have broke that because we're like, no, heck no. Like and now huge deal. Mm -hmm. 
to break. And hopefully because we broke that aspect, like our kids can go on to break the next aspect, mm-hmm. you know, like whatever, like for me, obviously it's fear holding me back from doing big things. And, mm-hmm. and that, and that's funny too, because it's, well, I don't know, like it, like the desire to do big things runs in my family. Mm-hmm. Like I, I think I've mentioned here before how I had like some great, great grandmother who left her kids to go to Hollywood to become an actress, which is like not the right thing to do. But like, I hope that, you know, like I, I tried it in Hollywood, my great, great, great aunt Esther or whatever she is. I don't know. She, you know, tried it, but we both did it the wrong way. And uh, maybe our kids, not that I want my kids to be actors, but like whatever they put their minds to, like, I hope they, Mm -hmm. yeah. I hope they make it in their own way. Yeah. Collective hmm. <laughs> <laughs> sigh. <laughs> I know. Uh, but yeah, I don't know to get back to like why we're lost. I don't, I don't know, but I just hope and pray that, it, you know, it's like whenever there's trauma, you have to, go through it and deal with it right like you can't just get over trauma instantly and at the end of the day covid was trauma whether you believe it was real or not you were affected by like even if for the people that didn't wear masks and whatever they're affected by their frustration of like being limited yeah and like all the fighting like whether no matter where you lived everybody was fighting about covid and that became a thing if you're in the States, oh my gosh, we fought about so much more than just COVID. Like it just was hard. It was a hard time. And I'm hoping that like, you know, we just got to do our healing. And I think like the biggest thing is that, which is like one of the hardest things to watch when it doesn't happen. The biggest thing is that we have to take care of ourselves and we have to work like, like what you and I are doing right now. We are actively working on bettering this emptiness or this feeling of lostness and or like I don't know whatever we're we're lost and we're seeking to find the answers but the worst thing you can do is to just Even. cover it perpetuate it you know like ugh. and that's really hard to watch the friends that that don't try to fix it which yeah in that case you just got to be loving and supportive mm-hmm. as best you can which is what all we can do mm-hmm but I don't know. I had a good note. I was like, but there's a good note to end on. Now I forgot it. (laughs) Well, and I think there's always a good note in all of it is like not to get all spiritual or woo woo or anything like that, but like we're, we're here, we're alive, we're breathing. Mm -hmm. You know, if, if you're having, if, if being worried about being lost and not being passionate about what you're doing is your biggest problem, mm-hmm. I think you're doing pretty good. Yeah. And if you, not to minimize it, obviously, because it sucks going through it, but if you're aware of it, you can say, okay, this sucks right now. Like, I don't like this feeling. I'm going to do something about it. I'm, I know that it's not forever because I'm going to do something about it. And like, I'll figure this out. Like, you know, I go to therapy, I'm now meditating. I, my therapist, you know, we were kind of talking about what it is that would, that would make me feel passionate about like every, you know, as much as possible. Mm -hmm. We went on the list of like things that I really love to do and like, you know, purpose or whatever. 
And he actually, I think he brought up like another client of his. He's like, yeah, one of my clients really needs a life coach, not a therapist. And I keep telling him that. He's like, I almost want to like refer him to you because I know that you're so good with that stuff. I was like, funny enough, like I actually like want to be a life coach. He's mm-hmm. like, why aren't you? Yeah. Like, uh, <laughs> um, I was like, well, you know, I know that this is an excuse, but I just haven't taken the time or figured out the money to do it. And mm-hmm. I was like, and I am scared. Like, I know I'm letting fear hold me back really is the real reason of like, how am I going to be successful in it? And then he's like, why would you not be successful? Like, you're really good at it. You've got this, that, the other going, blah, blah, blah. Like, give me a list. And I was like, you're right. So like, as, as long as you're, you're going and seeking out those little things and doing what you can to stop getting in your own way. Mm-hmm. Even if you don't have an idea, like being a life coach or whatever it is for you, that would actually right. make you feel good. Like you will find it on your path if you're taking those steps, I think. And like, well, to speak to your like reasons for not being a life coach, like you said, you don't have, one of them was like, you don't have the the money for it. I feel like every, like to go off of Marie Forleo, she says, everything is figure outable there's like all this cheap ish resources. I mean, Google, everything is, you can Google so many things to like get your, get started wherever you want to go. Like, yeah, it's, I mean, I was saying like time, like, you know, cause I didn't do it while I was on maternity, like going through being pregnant and on maternity leave because money felt a little tighter. Now I'm like, okay, I know I could do it. I know I can figure it out. It's, and then I said to him, I was like, the real reason is fear of not being successful at it. Yeah. And so I feel like too, like if you're, if there's anything that you want to do, this is like just been the way I've been operating this year. And it feels so strange, but also very helpful is like, you just, you just like take the steps. You just like do one step at a time and don't think about it. It's just like, you know, like if you want to get ready for the day, you have to brush your teeth. You have to brush your hair. You have to get out of your pajamas you have to put new pajamas on you have to put your shoes on and you have to walk new out the door <laughs> what new pajamas on <laughs> did I see new pajamas on you did <laughs> such a mom um yeah I mean that it's funny because I was just having that thought the other day because that's literally I don't know if I spoke about it on here or not or with you even or not but going into a second c-section and it being planned this time so like I know what happens and I knew that I'd be much more aware mm-hmm. I was very nervous of course. Yeah. It's major. But I literally just was, I luckily I had have done the work where I was like, okay, you just, now we go to the hospital. That's the next step. Now you sit here and wait. Now they do this, like whatever the next step is when it came time for like the, the prick in the back, that was like terrifying too. I'm like, this is just the next thing. You just keep doing Like you just do the next thing. And then yeah. the baby's here, which is great. So, and That's then so- I thought with myself, like, why, why am I not able to do that right now with whatever this anxiety that keeps bubbling up is like, I'm so good at just doing the next step, but it's Can you add- I'm lost and don't know exactly what the next step is. I don't know. It's, it's not that because if you had to like, imagine if like, okay, for you, imagine becoming a life coach was a baby. Mm-hmm. It's whether I you're mean- ready, like, mm-hmm. can you imagine on the other side? If we all, like, if babies didn't have to come out, how many moms keep them in? Because it's so freaking scary. I mean, like, Uh birthing a child is the scariest thing. And every mom, I'm pretty sure, 
goes, oh my gosh, I don't I, like, I'm yeah. I, I, I don't want to do that. But uh-huh. we don't have a choice. Our body's going to force that baby out yeah. of us. Yeah, it's coming out no matter if, what. <laughs> if we could just make our- money, I like that. And our dreams okay, like baby. Like it's coming no matter what. So you better just take the steps. Just do the thing yeah. one at a time. Don't overthink it. Just like pack your bags for the hospital. Get in the car, go. Take off your- That's one of my favorite like analogies or stories or anything that we've come up with on this podcast ever. What? Whatever, uh, that might be one of my favorite things we've ever come up with on this podcast is whatever it is, whatever your dream is, your passion is, it's your baby. It's coming no matter what. Yeah, it's like, coming. The warmer's over there where it's going to be. You can't keep it in you forever. Figure it out. <laughs> you cannot. It's going to come out. It's going to pop out of you whether you like it or not. Yeah, I like that. And this day and age, we have modern technology to make it come I'm gonna out. Use that. Then I'm going to use like- that when I'm a life coach. Yes, feel free. <laughs> oh my! I mean, like seriously, the, the world is our oyster. We have so many resources with mm-hmm. with the internet, so many. So it's coming, like it or not, it's coming. Whew. Yeah. Needed to hear myself. <laughs> yeah, fired up. I like it. That was a perfect ending. Yeah, Whew. it ended on a good note after all. <laughs> yeah, see, there you go. <laughs> and you know what? It doesn't always have to, and that's okay too. Yeah, but it helps if it does. <laughs> well we thank you guys so much for coming back every week we just love doing this like i i know for me personally i just i love having good conversations i love if any bit of this helps anybody even if it just gives you something to listen to because you don't feel like sitting with your own thoughts at the moment because i know i have that all the time and that's okay to do so you can listen to this and then you get back to yourself and take the next step. So, and if there's, well, first of all, if there's anything, story that you've been through, thing that you're going through right now, thing somebody else is going through or topic you want to hear about or just any, any, anything that you want to share with us, good, bad, ugly, send it in to you are so not alone at gmail.com. We would love to gear this more towards our listeners and what they want to hear and what they're going through as well. Um, you can stay anonymous. We would never want to share anything that anyone doesn't want shared about them. Um, and you can rate, review, and subscribe wherever you are listening to this or watching on YouTube. Hey, you guys. Um, because the more you do that, the more the podcast grows and the more people we can help. Until next week, uh, whatever little dream that you have deep inside of you, I hope that you go after it with gusto because like it or not that baby is coming and if you feel like you just don't know how to do it because it is petrifying terrifying the inside of your body is just shaking with fear about it I gotta tell you you are so not alone (laughs) you can do it